Brothers and sisters, whatever was written previously was written for our instruction, that by endurance and by the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Hope is what I want to reflect upon today. At Sacred Heart, throughout this Advent, I have been I've chosen to reflect on the theological virtues of faith, hope, and love this Advent. And in the middle of those, to reflect on the result of living those virtues, which is joy. And so last week we were able to go through faith. And what is faith? Faith is not turning off your brain and no longer thinking. It's not... Uh, refusing to ask the tough questions. No, faith is taking someone at their word because you believe they are trustworthy. We do it all the time. You can't have relationships without faith. If you don't have faith in another person's word, you will never have a friendship with them, much less uh, a marriage, much less a relationship of family. Well, faith is our relationship with the Lord. Reason gets us to the point where we know that he exists, right? That we don't need any revelation. We didn't need Jesus to come down for us to know from looking at the order in the universe, the order in ourselves, that there is a God, that there must be a God, in fact. But who this God is, that we need him to reveal to us. It's similar, like, I don't need you to tell me that you exist. I can see that with my own two eyes, right? I can see that you are, but who you are, what's going on under the surface, you have to reveal that to me if I'm going to know it. And faith, natural faith, is me taking you at your word and saying, okay, uh, she knows better than I what's going on under the surface. So when she tells me something about herself, I choose to believe her. I choose to believe him. I could just as well doubt. I could ask you how you're doing. You say, fine. And I say, liar, prove it. (laughs) But we're not going to have a friendship if I'm going to act that way. Well, it's the same with the Lord and with supernatural faith. He reveals himself to us in Jesus Christ, in the scriptures. And we could either say, okay, thank you, Lord, for this self-revelation, for allowing me a glimpse into the mystery of who you are. Or we can say, I don't buy it. You take that revelation and go your own way, God. I'm going to make up my own God in my mind instead of letting the true God reveal himself to me as he is. Faith is that gift by which we enter into a relationship with God where we are able to believe him in how he reveals himself. And we have every reason to believe because we don't shut off our minds, right? We still think, How reasonable is this faith? It might be something that stretches my reason, but it doesn't contradict it. And so we look at the nature of who God is, and we look critically as well. We look through the scriptures and we don't read them literalistically as as if uh, we're not supposed to uh, use our gift of reason when we read them. No, we actually try to understand them. Where we see a seeming contradiction, we try to resolve it. We're not blind to all of that. We use our reason in our faith and we realize that we have good reasons to believe because God entered into history. 
This isn't some kind of myth of a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away and just believe me about this, but there's no proof of it. No, no, no. God has given us abundant proofs that are reasons to believe. So that was faith last week. And what I challenged the people to do was to read through, in the four weeks that we have of Advent, to read the four Gospels. Four different angles from which we can look at our blessed Lord Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Well, I think it should come as no shock to you that the majority of people did not read the Gospel of Matthew last week. Giving homework is not the most popular thing. But I wish they would. Because when we see our Lord in the Gospels, when we just sit down and over the course of a few days go through an entire Gospel, we're able to see that which inspires hope within us. Because hope, just like there's a natural faith and a supernatural faith. My natural faith is that I take you at your word. I, I, I have faith that whoever constructed the airplane I'm flying in knew what they were doing, that the pilot's training is sufficient. I have to have faith for all those, otherwise I go crazy. Just as there's a natural faith and then the supernatural faith is believing God in his self-revelation, so there's a natural hope of, I, I uh, hope that some good things will happen for me. I hope that my plans work out. I hope that I do well on a test. I hope that it's not going to rain uh, for an event, but I hope that it will rain at other times because we need it. And then there's a supernatural hope. Supernatural hope goes beyond the small desires of the here and now, and it extends into eternity. Supernatural hope is God has promised heaven to me. That if only I cling to him, heaven is my destiny. I can reject that. I can say, no, no, no I don't want anything to do with you, God. I'm not going to go to mass. I'm not going to go to confession. I'm not going to pray. God respects that. He's not going to force himself on me for all eternity. But if I decide to be in a relationship with him, he will do everything to make sure I end up in heaven. Hope is having that goal in front of me and allowing myself to desire it because I know that God who promises it is strong enough to keep his promise if only I'm willing to receive it. And hope is so important because life is so hard. Right? There are so many hopeless situations in our life, whether they be in our family, with our health, with our finances. There's a lot of reasons why we might turn to despair. Maybe in the past we've prayed for something, we didn't get it. And so we feel like a situation is hopeless because we were assuming that the effect of prayer is that God does what we want. But that's where our hope for eternal life is so important. Because when we get let down in the little things of here and now, we need to remember, I was made for more than the here and now. I don't see the entire plan. I might have thought this that I prayed for is exactly what I needed. And God says, no, no, what you need is heaven. And that's what I, every single blessing that I give you is meant to orient you there. Every single trial that you go through is meant to help you be perfected, to choose that, to not be distracted for some of the other things. Sometimes God takes something away from us and we think, what a cruel God. But he says, listen, you are getting so distracted by that that you lost sight of the hope that lay before you of eternal glory. And so supernatural hope is so important for us because it 
it keeps us going in all of the little defeats of our life. Because we have a lot of those. Right? Every time that I commit a mortal sin, I've been defeated. And I have at that moment a chance to hope or to despair. I can despair and I can give up and I can say, you know what? I'm not cut out for heaven. Or I can say, I know that God has already won the victory and I just need to lay hold of that victory. And so I reclaim it by going to confession. I will not remain defeated because I have hope for final victory. In those moments when we feel like just giving up, hope is what keeps us going. And so hope is God's great gift to us as a light in the darkness of our lives. St. John the Baptist is presented in today's gospel as preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And I think we don't like that word repent very much because we feel judged when we hear it. We think, I'm trying so hard already. Gosh, tell someone else to repent, right? I've been trying really hard. What do I have to repent of? Well, first of all, all of us at any given moment can still be further perfected. I mean, even Mother Teresa, at the end of her days, would probably be able to look at us and say, ah, I still have such a long way to go. Because the infinite God has infinite goodness that he wants to fill us with. And and there is so much more potential in any of us than is being realized here and now. But repentance, I would like to look at it this week Not as just this negative sense of, oh, I'm doing so bad and God found out. But instead, God wants to fill me with hope that right now I'm not living with. Repent basically means have hope, right? You wouldn't say repent if there is no more hope for you. Instead, he would say, sorry, you're done. Just stop trying. Instead, when he says repent, he, he, he means There is so much more that you are capable of than you've been showing in your behavior up to this point. Have hope that God can make a saint out of you. Lay hold of that hope and let it guide you into a life lived with Christ Jesus, a life of accepting heaven. Friends, there's great reason for us to hope. And I pray that this week may be All right, last week with Matthew, maybe it didn't work out for many people. But this week, we can read the Gospel of Mark. And you have reason to hope. Because you know know what's a cool thing about the Gospel of Mark? It's the shortest Gospel out of all four Gospels. So, So really for you, it could be just an afternoon that you open it up, dust off the Bible, and you read through the Gospel of Mark. And there, as you look at Jesus... As you try to put yourself into some of those scenes, imagine yourself there. I pray that you can be filled with hope because that same Jesus who's preaching and teaching and healing and loving has his eyes set on you. And he won't stop until you're in heaven. You can give up, but he's not going to give up. And so when you're tempted to accept defeat, accept instead his victory. Get back up on your feet and keep journeying the joyful route to heaven.